friends. Thanks for joining us for this special holiday episode of the Waste Less, Live More podcast. I'm excited to have my two sweet friends and teammates here with me. Um, You'll get to hear from them as well and meet them. Um, Wherever you are, I'd love for you just to grab a chair and a drink and sit down. This is going to be just kind of a casual conversation around maybe how we can find solutions to waste less and live more around the holiday season. So let's get to it. So like I said, I'm excited to have Natalie and Jamie here with me. And if you've been around the shop, you I'm sure know and love them. But if you haven't, I would love for them to take a second to introduce themselves. Not only are they amazing team members here at Sixth and Zero, but they have their own businesses in their own right. So um, ladies, introduce yourselves and tell us what else you do. I am Jamie Wiggins. I am the administrative manager of six and zero and i also do freelance virtual assisting for small businesses and she's fabulous and i'm not biased i mean it we couldn't have six and zero without her check her out if you need some virtual assisting i am natalie myers and i'm the production manager at six and zero as well as an intuitive body coach so i own a coaching service called the last sentence check me out at my website um i would love to hear from you Awesome. And do you have socials too, Nat, for that? Yeah, my socials are just Natalie Myers on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. All right. Love it. Intuitive body coaching. That was something new to me, and I've just been so enjoying watching you develop and grow into this profession and career, and you're just, it's just a beautiful thing. And I've learned so much from you already and excited for others to be able to experience that as well. Okay, so waste around the holidays. There's just so much of it. (laughs) I was looking up some things and and there's, you know, the average person, as we've talked about before, contributes about 4.4 to 5 pounds of trash a day per person. However, during the holidays, that rises to about six and a quarter pounds per person per day or 43.75 pounds each week. So with a population of 330 million people, that means I don't even know if I know how to um, read that number so large. <laughs> Two billion eight hundred and eighty-seven million five hundred thousand more pounds of trash are generated per week during the holidays relative to the rest of the year. Yeah, and that starts at Thanksgiving all the way through New Year's. Wow. Okay, that's a big number. I don't know that I can wrap myself around that, but we're not here to you know depress people, drag people down. <laughs> But just to have eye-opening, to be mindful and think about it, because that's what we're all about. How can we be a little more mindful? And what are some solutions that we can come up with that, hey, might even save us some money too and help save the environment as well? So there's lots of different categories, I think. Gift-giving is huge. So if we're coming into the Christmas season, gift-giving is a big part of the waste stream. So... What are ways, ladies, what do you think we can do in regards to decreasing some of that around the topic of gifts? A simple thing that my family has started doing over the last probably five years or so is just getting less. Usually, especially once you're in your adult life, if you want something, you have the ability to get it. Right. So you don't often know what to like give lists to family members. So we've just started drawing one name. You get that Mm. person one or two things that they like and that's it and so it's not just all of these packages and you're just buying stuff to buy stuff yeah you put a little bit more thought into it and sometimes it can be funny or meaningful but then you're buying way less stuff 
Yeah. So it's better on the budget too. Yes. And it's more thoughtful, meaningful, and it's just not everybody just exchanging monies and stuff. Yes. Yeah. Something my family does is we do something you want, something you need, something to wear, and something to read. So I have a huge Mm. family. um, And growing up, when I was younger, we didn't do that. And so it would just be this accumulation of all of these things. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I've gotten older, my family kind of realized, like, why are we just buying all these things? Like, the kids aren't using them. So we started doing that when I was in high school, and we've continued that. Um, And so we do that. My parents do that for all of us, and we do it for each other as well. And so it's been, yeah, it's been really cool to just see not such an accumulation of things. Yeah. Um. And just, you know, more meaningful things that we've told them we want or we need or Mm -hmm. something we want to read or listen to. Um, And so the list is more curated. So we're not just getting a bunch of random stuff for the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. Someone came in the shop yesterday and um, bought a few little items. And she said that she was doing it for a bring three of your favorite things. And I'm not sure how that all works out, but like everybody brings their three favorite things. And I think there's a price cap, $10 or under, and they put it all in the middle of the room or something. I'm not sure. And people can, can take turns, but the people get to share what their favorite things are. And they're usually kind of a usable or consumable item. And they give that way, you know, we've sort of like you were saying, Jamie, we draw names. We've even gotten away from that though. And we just do like a white elephant type game. And so it's fun. It's spending time together. The last time we did it, it was even bring something from your house, like bring something that you want to get rid of. And sometimes that can be fun, funny, helpful. And and we're surprised at what things people fight over that they want. That was something that we don't, we didn't even, we wanted to get rid of out of our house. So that's kind of fun. And, um, and if, if nobody ends up wanting it, it, it gets donated, but, um, that's been a really funny way to do and just enjoy the holidays of being together and really trying to normalize not gift giving even like yes starting that conversation and I know I had it with my mother literally last night because um, she was asking she's we're not gonna be able to see each other through the holidays and she's like well how about I just mail something like, mom how about we don't do anything like I would love it to eventually when we see each other we'll celebrate we'll have time together meal but please don't send me anything. I don't need anything. I appreciate the thought so much, but she wasn't hearing it, you know, and she said, well, no, I'm going to mail something. So I I graciously said, thank you. And okay, because kindness, you know, that's the most important thing and accepting some of those things that maybe people aren't ready for it. But I think if we just keep continuing that conversation and having that conversation and start normalizing, not having to give gifts either, can be a good thing. And truly your presence is the present, right? Yes. Yeah. And just like, you know, kind of changing the narrative around tradition. So I feel like gift giving feels like this big tradition that our culture is very heavily invested in. And so if Mm -hmm. we have the conversation around, let's change the tradition. Let's maybe instead of giving a gift, give an experience. Yeah. Or instead of giving a gift, let's have dinner together and kind of changing the narrative around it that way. Yes. Well, and I had a conversation similar to that with my granddaughter this morning on the way to school and she because we were talking about Christmas and of course she's excited about gifts and I understand as a child you know that's one thing but she asked me what I was going to get her <laughs> <laughs> and I said well 
um, you know, I don't get stuff. We don't get stuff. I think about things that you like. And I used to do zoo memberships. I was always their zoo membership. Last year it was the children's museum membership. So we were just, I was just asking her things that she liked to do and what kind of experiences. And, and I know she won't be listening to this. So she really wants to be a singer someday, you know, and uh, that 10 year old girl dream. So I'm going to get her singing lessons. So like you said, Natalie, it's like experiences, lessons, you know, a cooking class, you know, just any of those. We have so many amazing options here locally. And I'm sure wherever you're listening, there are fabulous options. And and then a lot of those places benefit too: zoos, museums, small businesses with their classes that they're offering or car washes. I remember my mom, somebody got me, and I don't think it was my mom, got me a book for of car washes. I was like, yes, now this I will take. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> this is something practical. This is something I can use, something I need. Yeah. And that, that I don't want to spend the money on. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> or like regifting. Yes. Yeah. Big fan of regifting. Yeah. Like that doesn't have to be some embarrassing. Now, you know, we got to make sure don't regift it to the person that gave it to you, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like your coworker, you were in a white elephant at work. Your coworker got you some gift and you're like, I have no use for this. I'm never going to use it. It's just going to sit around. Maybe you have a sibling and you're like, I don't know what to get them. You don't have to buy anything. You already have it. You can just give it to them too. Absolutely. Or like shopping from a thrift store. Mm. My mom, so this is one thing, and she's gotten out of it. And I actually did love, love, love it. And it, it won't be that this year because we're not going to be able to see each other. But, and she's actually kind of gotten away from it once COVID hit. But she would shop Goodwills all year long and make a basket for each of us kids. And it was kind of like your favorite things kind of basket theme, but she shopped at Goodwill all year. It was so thoughtful because they were just intentional, thoughtful, personal things that she saw that made her think of one of us and it went into the basket. And it was so fun to, to be able to open this basket, see what we're going to get. And then it came a joke with all of us adult kids that we'd steal something from the other one's basket and so forth. And so, but it was all from Goodwill and we knew it. We didn't care. We loved it. I love that concept. So even gifting for, we have tons of resale stores, tons of boutiques, even secondhand. So purchasing secondhand and thrifting I, I think to try to normalize that too. Yeah. And finding things throughout the year, I feel like makes it more special because it is just, oh, this reminds me of this person. I'll get it for them rather mm-hmm. than, oh shoot, it's Christmas in three weeks. I need to find something to buy them. Yes. Yes. You're exactly right. So anything else you can think of on gifts besides the wrapping? You know, that's another, that's a huge thing with the gift wrapping is, you know, so if we do get a tangible gift, we want to wrap it. I get that, but at least 2.3 million pounds of wrapping paper end up in the landfill a year. And that's only half of what's purchased. So think about the production side of that too. But um, 2.3 million pounds ends up in the landfill. So, and I think there are a lot of great creative ways to be able to wrap a gift besides the plasticky wrapping paper that's not recyclable. Yeah, I'm a big fan of if you're buying somebody a bag to use that as the wrapper and then put other things inside. The wrapping can be part of the gift. Yes. Yes. I have a friend who I saw on Instagram made her own gift bags out of like cloth that she had lying around. So she just sewed it together and she made mm. her own um, with stuff that she already had on hand. Well, how special. So it is like a little DIY gift yeah. homemade thing as part of the wrapping as well. I've seen people do the, I don't know how to say the name, but with the tea towels and yes. they make it look so pretty wrap a gift in a tea towel. They like tie it into a bow at the top. Yes. Yeah. yeah. There's a name for that and I can't, I'm not, it's not coming to <laughs> me right now. 
using leftover newspaper, you know, and then you don't have to throw it in the trash. You can recycle that. Yes. I was going to say, even back in middle school, we would wrap each other's birthday gifts in newspaper, but then take highlighters and highlight things in the paper that were like funny or that we would build senses. So you can like custom DIY it to whoever just for like added fun because then you spend time like reading through it too. That's awesome. I love that. That is great. Like I would like the comics. Don't don't give me like the murder headline or something around my (laughs) gift, please. That could be a little downer. (laughs) Or even like if you buy something from a shop and it comes in the bag, you don't have to rebag it. You can just leave it in the bag that you got it in. Um, I love that, especially if it's a paper bag. Yes. Just put a little tissue paper in there and you're good to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Now that we have family living across the country, if we have to ship something, we have just decided that we just take the box, put it aside, and then we just open the box that it came in on Christmas so that it's not like shipping it to somebody else to wrap it, to bring to your house, to unwrap. Yes. We just open the box that it got shipped in. Perfect. It's still fun. You still are, you don't know what's inside, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's still a surprise. You still, yes, absolutely. Um, Or like around here, we have a lot of packing paper. Mm. So just flatten that packing paper out. I saw someone on Instagram stamping it. They had little stamps at home. So they stamped all over the brown paper. So it looked like a little, yeah, designed wrapping paper, but it was, you know, packing paper instead. So, and which is recyclable. Yeah, lots of creative ways to get around buying traditional wrapping paper. And it's cheaper. Mm-hmm. Like, that's the thing, too. A lot of these things will save us money, but have a little more meaning and intention behind it. Mm-hmm. So it's a win-win for and sure. if you think about, like, stocking stuffers, you don't even have to wrap those. You can just put them right into the stocking. I feel like yes. growing up, my family always wrapped them, and then you'd have to unwrap them, and that, that's wasteful. Just mm-hmm. stick it in the stocking, and nobody peek. Right. <laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, and the amount of tape that my grandmother used to use was a huge joke because it was wrapping paper, but every single seam was just covered in tape. Oh, that's funny. So yeah. it's like, yeah, get rid of that as well. Right. Um, if you really want to get into it, Zero Waste Chef on Instagram, she's got a, she has several books, but she's got a great Instagram account. She has a recipe for how to make your own glue, like make your own tape kind of glue thing. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. So I don't know that I'll uh, get that far, but I'll just take some old twine or (laughs) (laughs) not even tape it, just sort of wrap it around enough times to, my things aren't necessarily pretty, but um, it serves a purpose. It's a thought that counts. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like stocking stuffers. That's something I, I got fruit and nuts. Like that's, (laughs) (laughs) I need to do stockings. I was never, I'd never really picked that up with my kids. Sorry, children. So moving on to, I think, another big area of waste through the holidays are decorations. Yes, I have definitely been in my adult life not buying every year. I feel Mm -hmm. like so many people, it's Christmas season, the decorations are out, we have to go buy new decor, new colors, new theme. And I've just been sticking to the same stuff for years now because it's good and it's there and it still works Yeah. or finding more sustainable decor and garlands, especially from like local businesses. I feel like make Mm. so many really cute garlands and decorations now or handmade gifts. 
Absolutely. This year, I they were the oranges were going bad, and so I sliced them. And it was the first year I've done that. I've always seen it on socials, Pinterest, and all that about dehydrating your orange slices for decorations, and they're perfect. I had little lemons too, and so I had some. I have some small discs, and I've got the orange disc, and they smell nice, and it's just really fun. They're beautiful. It's something you get to do hands-on. Yeah. You can like, be proud of it. And then yes. at the end, you can put it in your compost bin. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. And that old school popcorn string, like, yes. let's bring that back, everyone. I loved doing that as it's a kid. It's so cute. Yes, it is adorable. Neutral color scheme. Mm-hmm. So whatever colors, you don't have to worry about what, <laughs> what color is the holiday this year. And if you have littles, it's a little project you can do with them. And, you know, absolutely. just make it a special memory. Yes, that's we exactly always liked right. uh, collecting pine cones outside yes. and we can just put them on the tree. I mean, we have ornaments because we've had, we've gotten them over the years, but you know, you can find mm. little acorns and make it look, if that's your vibe, make it look nature-esque inside and yeah. stick them on the mantle. Little evergreen sprigs mm. can be decorations, you know, to go clip some things with your neighbor's permission. And <laughs> <laughs> if you don't have it yourself, clip some sprigs and put them around homemade cards, you know, leftover from you know, grab paper out of the recycle bin and make some homemade cards or whatever. Again, I, and I saw something on Pinterest not too long ago and it was, I don't, I, it looked a little intensive, not sure I could do it, but they were these, the cutest stars made out of multiple, um, toilet paper rolls, but the way you cut them and design, it was crazy, but they looked really cool. Like 3d almost. Yeah. Yes. It was so cool. So I, I might have to try it. Might, Might be have a... to get crafty up in here. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yep. <laughs> the biggest decoration of all, your Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, yeah. Jamie, did you do some? We were kind of talking the other day about real versus fake and what the statistics are on that. Yeah, so I did a huge deep dive into it, and I did look at a bunch of different sources who all had the same information and conclusion. Oh, good. Um, okay. But I pulled the main facts from One Tree Planted and The Nature Conservancy because I definitely trust both of those yeah. places. But in general, each year there are 10 million artificial trees purchased and 30 million real trees harvested. Hmm. And I wasn't wow. expecting, I feel like where I grew up, it was 50-50 if you had real or fake. Yeah. So it was shocking to me that it's triple the amount of real trees that are harvested each year. Yeah. So the artificial trees, especially from a financial standpoint, seem better. You buy one, you have it for years, but it's made of plastic. Mm -hmm. It's made of metal. It's not recyclable when you're done with it. And 90% of the artificial trees are produced and shipped from China. So there's also a huge carbon footprint attached to fake trees. Yeah. Um, To equal out the carbon footprint for artificial versus a real tree, you would have to keep your fake tree for at least 10 years, which doesn't typically happen for people. I think I've had mine for six years now and it's still in great shape. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you store it correctly and take care of it, it can be okay. But that doesn't change the landfill aspect afterward. Right, right. Although, I, you know, I wonder what people are doing with their real trees sometimes, too. Yeah, and that can make a difference. So real trees, it can seem counterintuitive that they are a better option because it seems like you're cutting down forests. Um, but small-scale Christmas tree farms leave certain sections open for harvesting every year, close others so that the younger trees can have a chance to grow. 
Each tree takes around seven years on average to get that average Christmas tree height. And they take 10 times fewer resources than an artificial tree factory. Hmm. So already numbers are looking good. Yeah. Um, And according to the National Christmas Tree Association, for every tree that's cut down, there are one to three seedlings planted. So even though there are 30 million trees harvested every year, there are another 400 to 500 million still growing. Wow. So only about six to seven and a half percent are harvested each year. Okay. So they keep that growth cycle going. Yeah, they keep the cycle going. That also provides habitats for wildlife during that time. And it also protects the land from other uses, which could harm it. And they typically utilize steep hillsides, which I didn't know. So it can't be used for other agriculture anyway. So they use steeper sides so that that land is always in use. Yeah, that's amazing. You know, it's funny you say that because we, that was a tradition growing up. We always went and cut down our Christmas tree and you had to cut it down yourself and, and it was on two big steep hills and, and we called it Christmas Mountain and we had this song we'd sing called Christmas Mountain and it was a yeah, really precious memory, but we would go every year and walk around freezing cold and finding that perfect tree um, with my aunt and uncle and cousins as well. And so, yeah, it was a really special time. But yeah, interesting you say that because it was on two big old steep hills. We'd feel like we were climbing Christmas Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> I do feel like too some Christmas tree farms will take the trees back. I've I've seen that before. Mm. Well, they they'll take the tree back and they use it as compost. They put it through their um, mulch- mulcher and or their chipper, and then they'll use it in their field. Yeah, nice. Okay, that's great because that's what I was kind of wondering, like um, if they're all just kind of putting out into the trash or landfill. But yeah, they can be composted or chipped I, down. I yeah. know some cities have programs like that, like you can put it out and they come and take it and put them through their, like you said, their tippers and things. Yeah. So when you're done with it, you can use it for lumber, turn it into mulch, um, donate it to restoration projects, or it can also be composted if you give it back to people to use for next year's crop. And the article I read said you can also go full hippie and buy a native tree that then you can plant outside in your yard. Ooh, I love that. Me too. I hadn't thought about that. I had never, but the thought if you have the land for it is really cute that you can be like, oh, those are all our past Christmas trees. Yes. How adorable. That Little tradition really is sweet. Start. There's absolutely. And you're giving back to the land. You know? Yes. What a great tradition. That's a fabulous idea. Yeah. So I would be interested to look into wherever you live, local places that would take your trees back or compost them or mulch them for you. Yeah, that's great. Really good info. And so really for all those folks who have fake trees, no shame or guilt because that's what I have at home. I'll be real honest. I've had mine for five years. So now my, um, my goal then is to make sure I have it for at least five more, (laughs) which is still working. It's still going strong. But you know, a lot of times those pre-lit ones, there's sections that go out and it just want, you just want to, yeah, makes you so mad. But We'll string that section if we need to and make it last another five years to even out that carbon footprint. But that's, yeah, that's good to know and have a goal to keep that around. Plus, they are not cheap. No, they are not. They are not. And (laughs) the amount of chaos around Christmas trees, the artificial ones at stores, is wild every single year. And I don't know how they sell that many every single year. I know. I don't either. There was a TikTok trend, I guess. We were hearing about this the other day. There's a TikTok Christmas tree. 
And it was almost $500, I think. Yes, and Home Depot across the country fully sold out within a week because everybody saw a specific pre-lit tree that looks like every other tree on TikTok. But they had wow. to have it. Isn't that the, the power of TikTok, people? Yeah. <laughs> so get on TikTok and talk about sustainable Christmas yes. tree options. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Find a native tree. Yeah, I love the native tree idea. Or folks be telling people they got to keep their artificial tree for 10 years now if that's what you're going to do. Yeah, that's good to know. That. We got, uh, it was our first Christmas as a married couple. We got a fake tree last year. So yeah. got to make that baby last 10 more. You got nine more years, nine baby. More. That's right. <laughs> and I hope, you know, if folks have comments too, um, or things to share that we might be missing, maybe you've got information that we don't know. We'd love to hear it too. Make sure to mention that in the comments when we share and um, we'll make sure to try to get those out and share them as well. So I think um, one more area, and you guys might have some other thoughts too and, and various and other areas, but another one I feel like is pretty common all, all the time, but especially around the holidays is um, food waste. Like you yes. mentioned Thanksgiving earlier, Jamie, from Thanksgiving to Christmas. And between Thanksgiving and New Year's, in regards to food waste, we waste um, about 25% more during that time of year. I'm not sure what to say about that, except, uh, you know, being mindful of it all the time. But, you know, we tend to eat more, we gather more, and we tend to gather around food and meals, and I love it. I, I think that's a lovely thing. But I was uh, on Zero Waste Chef's Instagram and, you know, she always has some great input, but one of her comments was, you know, shop your fridge first. Like when you're planning your meal, shop your refrigerator and your cabinets, see what you have, see what ingredients you already have, and maybe even plan some of your menu around what you already have, you know, pull those boxes of whatever is in the back of your cupboard that you never, you know, it's been sitting there for a couple of years, pull it out, use it up and, um, you know, shop from your fridge and and pantry first and that could potentially save some money as well but then just being really mindful to eat our leftovers and be real creative with those bad boys you know <laughs> yes. uh, my boyfriend's family is really big into when you go to the meal you all show up with to-go boxes oh so that at the end it. you build your custom to-go meal you take it home so that everybody has anything that they want and they will eat and it's not just one aunt is left with like all of the corn casserole. Right. <laughs> so everything gets split up and I think everything gets pretty much fully eaten every year because we do that. Yeah, that's a great idea. Everybody bring your Tupperware. We had a Friendsgiving this past weekend and our turkey did not cook in time for us to eat dinner. So mm. we just ate all of the sides and left the turkey. Um, and then the next day, my husband was like, what do we do with this turkey? Because we had wrapped it up and put in the fridge. I don't know if that's hygienic. I have no idea. Well, people aren't listening for. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the next day I was like, just put it back in the oven, turn the temperature up and we'll see if we can get it to up to temp and yeah, get it cooked. Yeah. And so we did that and we've been eating turkey. This podcast is not about food safety. Just no, don't. Disclaimer. Don't take advice on food safety <laughs> from me. <laughs> uh, but no, we did. but you made it. You yeah. cooked it. We put and it then... back in and we've been eating turkey all week. Yeah, there you go. That's right. Because he was like, I, I love him, but he was like, should we just throw it away? And I said, we are not throwing that in the trash can. <laughs> That's right. So, yeah. Anyway, if it doesn't yeah. work out, try it the next day. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. It is so funny that you say that because we had a Thanksgiving meal early and um, due to a lot of family circumstances, we had it 
a friend of ours cater it. Actually, we were so blessed to be able to do that. And she called, it was about an hour or two before we were going to go pick it up. And she's like, well, wait, I thought it was tomorrow. And oh no. Like, no, it's tonight. So the turkey hadn't gone in the oven yet, but she'd had already pre made the sides, all the sides. So we threw all those in the oven and it, we did exactly the same thing. We had all sides that night, which was perfect. We called it meatless Monday. And then she had the turkey ready for the next day. So we had turkey Tuesday. And so we ate the turkey the next day. So it's I totally perfect. get it. It was perfect. And, um, you know, I, again, like with the leftovers, like just trying to get creative with it, sharing it with a neighbor or friends or people in need that you might know that, um, when, when we do have leftovers to, to share it or, you know, potato, mashed potatoes, who doesn't have leftover mashed potatoes? I love potato pancakes in the morning. Do you guys ever fry those up? Never. Is that a thing? I've never done that. My mom, oh my gosh, we used to make, yeah, you just flat them out almost like a pancake and fry, fry them and they get real brown on either side. I love potato pancakes for breakfast. Mm-hmm. I still have mashed potatoes in my fridge, so you maybe tomorrow. It. There yeah. you go. Pancakes for breakfast, potato pancakes for breakfast. Yeah, just trying to get creative in the kitchen and repurposing things that you have. Or if you really love Thanksgiving, you can have the same meal over and over. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> I do. I love turkey and I love all the sides. So I'll just eat the same thing for days. Yeah. But I know people don't like that. So yeah, making sandwiches, making little pancakes. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, making like a, I saw somebody make um, a shepherd's pie, like a Thanksgiving shepherd's pie. Mm. Um, I'm not huge on that, but I know some people love yeah. it. Yeah. I like a good shepherd's pie. Not against it. Um, and freezing. You know, if you got yes. something that you can freeze it, freeze it for later when you aren't as sick of it and you really wish you had some more turkey or dressing or whatever it is. Some things freeze really well. Maybe some don't, but I'm always willing to try it. You could freeze up that <laughs> mac and cheese. Yeah. All of those casseroles. Yeah. Just take them out and reheat them. That's right. Um, yeah. Any other thoughts on helping to decrease our waste around the holidays? Or you think we, I think we hit the high points, huh? Yeah, I think it all just comes down to being really mindful um, and being really intentional and saying, you know what, we've always done things this way, but maybe this year we try a different way. Um, And just being the person in your family to say, we're going to maybe change up our tradition a little bit. And that's not a bad thing. No, not at all. Yeah, Yeah, especially as families grow. I've had a lot of people pull from my family's idea of, oh, we live different places now or there are more of us. So just doing one person or my sister has always been great with her kids. Everybody can buy the kids one thing and we Mm -hmm. always ask what they want so that it's something that they've been wanting all year. They get one thing from each person because let's be honest, kids and toys, it's a fun new thing for a week. Right. That's so funny. That's exactly what I mentioned to Allie this morning in our conversation. Like, no, we're not just thinking about something that you want for and you're really excited about for for a short period of time. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I mean, you know, not to begrudge the joy and the fun and, and there is that. And so that's sweet that you're like, yeah, one thing, you know, but no one's going to go overboard and it can be a really intentional, thoughtful gift. Yeah. Yes. I love that. I love that. I always try and shop. I have a lot of littles in my life. And so I always try and shop like for their age range. Um, mm-hmm. There's a really great site called Kiwi. And it is all STEM activities. Yes, I've seen that. Um, so, I, and I don't know how sustainable, but I feel like in my life, or the little children in my life, um, my mom has told me my brother got a toy f- from me two years ago, and it's still his favorite thing to play with. Mm-hmm. And they're literally just like little wooden blocks and like tubes, and he yeah. absolutely loves them. So I think if we're if we're shopping intentionally, 
looking if there's young people in your life, looking at their age range, um, and then mm-hmm. looking up, you know, on the internet, like what what type of STEM things are good for them, or like science projects, or yeah, um, yeah, buying them lessons, and you know, just not just stuff. I yeah. feel like we just have been buying a lot of stuff, and mm-hmm. and I and I don't know. I feel like we have a lot of things, and I know I appreciate more hands on, more activities. Um, so yeah, I guess just being more mindful and like, kind of like Jamie was saying, one thing per person, maybe, and not going overboard. Yeah. Your presence is a gift and your love is a gift. And it's um, so true. We shouldn't take those things for granted either. You're exactly right. And I think we need to give ourselves permission to be bold and courageous and to go against what we've always done sometimes, if that's where we feel we need to go and what's better for our families and, and ultimately too, for the environment and, Ultimately, then, too, for our pocketbooks, hopefully, too. Yes. So win, win, win. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thank you, ladies, so much for bringing your um, perspectives and your input to this conversation. I just always love being with you no matter what, no matter what the conversation is. Love having you here, and thanks for joining me for this episode. Thank you. Again, for listening to this special holiday episode of the Waste Less, Live More podcast. We hoped you maybe picked up a little tip about uh, a little more sustainable gift giving, gift wrapping, or just living a little more sustainably around the holidays and being a little more mindful. And speaking of being mindful, we do have lots of sustainable, consumable gift options at Sixth and Zero. We'll be sharing some of those on our Instagram and some suggestions around those. So if you think about it, you can check us out on our socials at 6th and 0 or come visit us in the shop. Um, If you live here local or 6thandzero.com if um, you don't live around the area. Happy holidays. And don't forget to waste less and live more. (laughs) 